Hello, I'm Sarah Khan and welcome to Backing Brilliant Business, a series by Radio Centre. They're the people helping businesses of all sizes grow with great radio advertising. In this series, I will talk to guests who want to share their own unique expertise and experience to help you with your business. From marketing experts who have reshaped how we see a brand in the marketplace, to entrepreneurs who've started at the bottom and are now at the top of their field. Each episode, we'll look through our guest CV to discover the most rewarding and most challenging aspects of their career so far. And we discover their three key lessons in business, the learnings, advice and practices that they want to share to help you be better at whatever it is you do. In this episode, we're joined by Jessica Scott. Jessica Scott is an entrepreneur and co-founder of the creative media agency, Love Sugar Science. She worked in partnerships and sponsorships for ITV, GMG, Radio and Key 103, and was the creative director of the Story Lab North. Today, she joins us to talk about her chosen theme, What Commercial Radio Taught Me, and shares three lessons that will help you with your business. Jess, I just want to welcome you to Backing Brilliant Business. Thank you for being our guest. We're going to start off with just looking through your CV. I'm more interested, to be honest, with your life CV. Those initial kind of early stages of education, upbringing has a real impact Mm. in what you go on and do. I think, you know, all entrepreneurs at some stage you do reflect back on where did it all start Mm. and there is a connection to be made I think sometimes an interesting one about school about upbringing parenting all that kind of thing and then we're going to talk about your theme just imagine me as a good-looking version of Alan Sugar (laughs) putting you on the spot absolutely stunning version Let's start with where are you from, where's your background, and talk a little bit about your education. Yeah, of course. So I am born and bred Mancunian. I grew up as part of a big family, but from a single parent family as well. So I'm one of three girls, the youngest of three girls. I hope I've got time to talk a little bit about my mum, because she's she's a big inspiration for me. My mum was 24 left by a husband with three girls under the age of five. So it was really hard and and she didn't even, you know, she didn't have a job. She was a full-time mum. She was a full-time carer to us. I was a tiny baby. So when we were left in that situation, my mum had two choices. You either just give up and do nothing and, you know, and just let the world take your problems. Or she, you know, she went on and started off as a a weekend girl at an estate agent and ended up becoming the first female manager of the Ermston branch of an estate agent and then through to a regional manager, again, the first female in the 80s and early 90s, which was a very difficult time for women in in business as well. And, you know, absolutely smashed it. So then let's talk about 2008 to 2014. You worked for commercial radio and um, this way you got your media experience. Uh, Key 103, UTV Media, GMG Radio and ITV. How did you get into that then? What was the step into that? So yeah. my cousin at the time worked at Key 103 as a researcher. So he'd do a lot of research into audiences and listening habits and all that kind of stuff. 
and got me some work experience with a different team, but again, because he knew the people, it was pals with uh, the guy who was the head of creative at the time at, at Key 103, so the head of creative writing, so all of the advertising, uh, wow. not all of the advertising, but a lot of the local adverts that you would hear from local businesses, he, he sort of headed up and wrote all of them and got me two weeks work experience. And then that was the unlocking moment of me being able to get into the, into the industry. After a couple of weeks work experience, I was able to put that on my CV, which was fine. Mm. And then a year later was offered a job in that same team because I'd made an impression in those two weeks that I'd been there, which was fab. And I learned and cherished those moments and times mm. within radio because it is such an interesting and very different and really hardworking part of media. But I did what was called local SP, which is local mm. sponsorship and promotions. So my role was quite an interesting role because it was that gap between a commercial team who've, you know, got the bit between the teeth, they've got, a, you know, they've got a target to hit, they need to flog stuff and programming team who are very I was going to say precious maybe programmers might not like me saying that word um, passionate yeah. about their products and about the shows and about the things that happen within those different shows about the station led promotions that they might run about the things that are happening coming out of those speakers every single minute of every single day and as you can imagine a sales team and a programming team there's a, there's a lot of tension between the two sales people want to sell stuff programmers want to make stuff and where you've got that sort of rough sort of butting up against each other is where I came in the middle so I would take ideas from a commercial perspective let's say for example Jet2 just thinking of a brand locally Jet2 wanted to do a competition to give away holidays and they would come up with a way that that could happen on radio the programmers ultimately need to sign that off and say whether they like that or not or work with you to be able to create that in a great way Salespeople want to flog it programmers want to make it the best it can be and I was in that middle so I was able to negotiate between the two both connect create on a creative level with a programming team to understand that it has to sound good it has to be good it has to feel right and also connect with the sales team who were just like just get us the money we just want to flog it we just want to get it on the air and go so as a radio salesperson whatever it is whether it's sponsored promotions as I did whether it's you know airtime slots whether it's just the station itself you have to be painting pictures in people's minds all of the time you have yeah. to be a fantastic storyteller you have to really use emotional and behaviourable triggers to get people mm. to understand why this is a, a fantastic environment for you to be in and on so that basis alone I came from that I grew up in that world that's yes. my sort of media base being able to plant those pictures in people's heads being able to create those emotional connections being able to sell the invisible mm. you put that base in out of home in television as I moved on to after radio in another part of the media mix it's easy it's actually very dynamic isn't it it's uh yeah i mean i can just see all that hard work you did on radio using all the language and the style and the emotion and the triggers the jingles you know all of that you take that into another medium and actually the work's sort of it's done 90 percent done yeah. isn't it and yeah you've got all those skills to be able to put that into a mix and i think as well the people that i met are the most Mm. passionate salespeople or passionate people they love people who are in radio absolutely love it you know yeah. it is their day-to-day you know audio the way it makes you feel the way that you know it, it can create that beat of the day the way that it connects with again one-to-many you know one-to-one conversations with with the audience you know they are really really passionate 
They're really resilient. They have to be resilient because it's really hard to sell. (laughs) You're up against so much noise now anyway, even more so than when I started all those years ago. Yes. Um, There was only a few things that you could really do. Facebook was only just really starting and even then it wasn't necessarily a great commercial platform. So, you know, you've got all of these different touch points that you can speak to. So you have to be resilient. You have to be. They had to be, you know, thinking all of the time of new and different ways that you can speak to people, come up with Mm. ideas and create new and interesting ways to use radio and again back to painting pictures in people's minds they have to be the most creative they are the most creative because they have to constantly change and evolve to make sure that radio is still relevant um so just so moving on then finally you've co-founded love sugar science during the pandemic yeah (laughs) Uh, why did you then choose to go from you know being employed to being self-employed so I've got two children who are six and four. And when I was pregnant with my first child and during maternity leave, an opportunity arose for me to leave and go and set up like a brand within a bigger company. So in effect, a startup yeah. within a bit, but the safety of a company after, rather than going back to where I previously worked at ITV, going and doing this. And because I have this sort of innate want and need to know what the end of that story would be, you know, I have to know because I couldn't, I, I can't be one of those people for as much as my, you know, I stress everybody out around me. <laughs> I can't be one of those people who sits there going, oh, I wonder what would have happened if I'd have done that. Yeah, so, yeah. you know, I did that. I took that risk in my first maternity. Just quickly, what does your company do? Love Sugar Science, in its most basic terms, it's a it's a media agency. So what that means is we work with clients to and plan and think about the best media spaces that they should show up based on what they need to achieve as a business. So, for example, we might say, in order to speak to this specific audience, you need to be on out-of-home panels or billboards or you need to use a mixture of, you know, TV and digital advertising, for example, in its most basic terms. So we come up with strategies and plans for brands in order to create media campaigns. Let's talk about lesson one. Again, you started talking about this, reframe what risk is. Yeah, There'll be lots of people People running their own businesses risk is a big part of what we do mm-hmm. how do you reframe it and when did you do it throughout my career I have been probably what people would class as risky or taken risks yeah. and for me I never really understood that and especially after becoming a mum people would think that was really risky or very brave aren't you very brave for, for yeah. you know le- leaving that job or aren't you very brave for starting up this business etc and and it always confused me a little bit because it was neither brave nor risky and the reason why I've always reframed risk so that the, the 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 question or the risk shouldn't be what if this doesn't work what if this business don't what if I hate this job what if I'm rubbish at it what if you know what what if what if what if which is what everyone thinks risk is yeah it's not going to work so what if it fails well that's a, that's a big risk that isn't the risk that's nothing that's just trying something in it and it having a, yeah. an end result be that positive or negative for me reframing risk is about could I get another job could I have I made enough of a network of a connection of people to be exploring and speaking to should this not work out as I would hope it to work out have I got enough of a buffer of support around me from a family perspective from a maybe a financial perspective around me if you know if this doesn't turn out to be so Mm. the risk is that can I get another job could I could I do something else and my answer to that before I had kids and even probably now is well I could always pull pints in the local pub so yeah (laughs) 
exactly. What's the worst that's going to happen? That's, that's it. What I, that's how what I've. That's what I've always taught myself. But also, I think um, for me, reframing what risk is 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 essentially, Jess. I don't know if you agree with this. It's about do you believe in yourself? Yes. Do you believe in your skill? Do you believe in your talent? Do you believe you understand the world that you are in? What's happening in your environment? And do you believe that you are the best person to be able to do this new thing and and get people on board? Because you have to ask yourself those questions, don't you? Yeah. And if you just go, I'm not sure. I'm. I don't. I'm not. Not quite right stuff's not quite right in my environment then you know don't take it right now mm. but it doesn't mean that you don't ever stop take you know doing it later on but you just have to sound yourself out it's nothing about the environment well sorry it's not about other people it's about you being honest do I believe in myself do I have the skills do I have the talent do I have the experience yeah. do I understand right now the world that is coming to and will this risk actually take me into a the, the, the field or the world that's the world is moving into or am I just taking this risk and actually it's just about standing still so yeah I think I think that I think yeah absolutely but also on top of that is you know a lot of people don't have a confidence in themselves a lot of women don't have yes. confidence in yeah, themselves so if not. you asked yeah. a woman you know versus a man you know do you are you confident in, you know even applying for jobs if you read a job description uh, where you you know 85% of women would say oh I can't do that because they've read every single bullet point most men would think yeah I'd apply for that because they just have that inbuilt confidence so I think rather than do you have the confidence in yourself which I think I did but, you know, everyone's a little bit, I'm a bit worried about that. You know, can I do that? Yes, do I know everything? Point. And I think what you, the confidence isn't necessarily sometimes, yes, it's in yourself, but the confidence that you know people, you have people who you can speak to if you don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know loads of stuff. I am absolutely busking it every single day. But I've got great people around me who do know yes. the answers, who I can call in on and ask for, ask a question, who I can be vulnerable to and say, yeah. I don't know the answer to this. You just don't. But I think, yeah, you're right in terms of confidence in yourself which is easier said than done. This podcast is brought to you by Radio Centre, who are helping businesses across the UK grow with radio advertising. Head to radiocentre.org forward slash business to discover how radio can boost your company's performance, find out how the radio process works, hear from businesses who found success with audio advertising, access free training and even search for and be linked with stations in your area. You can find out all that and more at radiocentre.org forward slash business. I love your lesson number two, which is be as brilliant on your first day as your last day. Yeah. Go ahead and explain because this you're preaching here to the converted. <laughs> I love this. So especially in the world of media, and it's probably true for lots of industries, but in the world of media, it, it, it is a small world. Hence, yeah. you know, it's back at the beginning of the of the of the chat when I talked about. Unfortunately, it's not what you know; it's who you know. Yeah. That rings true throughout the whole of my career, and I think I learned very, very early on in in my radio days that um, the impression that you make, that halo effect that you make in a business, will stay with you throughout the whole of your career. So you have to be 
and I say this to you know people who are who are young coming into the industry and, and family members whenever they ask me if they can be bothered to ask me what my thoughts are um, <laughs> you have to make that impression the impression you made on your first day has to be the same as on your last yeah. day you want to leave those doors open just a little smidge so that whatever happens in your future and back and you know it's a strategy really in terms of uh, back to it's not a risk because I've built this network behind me I've made good impressions wherever I've walked I have been true and authentic to myself I have worked as hard as I can work and I have been brilliant on that last day and that first day and that's what they'll remember they won't really even remember your first day but they'll definitely remember your last and it has to be as good as you would always want it to be and that impression that you leave as I say lives with you throughout your career so when people are saying who's good in um you know radio at the moment have you got any good managers have you heard any of forget you know what what, whatever those conversations are that happen all of the time yours will be the first name that springs to mind and that's that's how i've built my career path been lucky enough that once i got my first job in radio i've never interviewed or applied for a job after that it's all been through building network and word of mouth and and, and, you know and being as uh, as good as i can be authentically you know you know learning and trying and and trying and failing and then learning from my mistakes and carrying on in that loop and, and leaving that impression on my last day as i did on my first Honestly, I really just the best advice ever. And I tell you why it's the best advice, because I, although I feel I'm good at what I do, there have been times in my career where that last day, because I was angered, because Mm. I was triggered, because I just felt really, you know, it was it was not fair. It, it kind of, that got to me emotionally so I didn't always leave the best impression mm-hmm. um, it made me feel good and I was like well duh, duh, duh. but but it's not about that the your advice is 100% what people take on board don't let the don't be triggered yeah. on that exit day yeah. because your reputation depends on it oh, yeah. so you have to bite your tongue <laughs> you have to be humble and you have to suck it up mm-hmm. um, and, and I think you know at 52 I'm looking back and going oh why did I do it that way it made me feel good at the time but it doesn't serve you well long term no. honestly it doesn't to learn from me honestly it doesn't no it isn't and you know I've seen people you know I've worked in places where you can see who's on their notice period you can see yeah. them just winding down and I never did yeah. that I was I remember yeah. working at one job where they didn't even know loads of people didn't even know I'd handed in my notice and I was like halfway through my notice period because yes. you've just got to keep going because that yes. reputation is so important and it that's is. what carries you through for the rest of uh, uh, the rest of your career well I'm going to take that on board for me now <laughs> there you go <laughs> you can have that one on me I love that one I'll take that one girl brilliant and then finally again something that I've always done is trust your gut yeah Go with your instinct, isn't it? I'm, yeah. a, I'm a big believer in this one, and I th- think it sounds quite simple. Um, and you know, you know, you know inside yourself. Well, well, yes, I, I think people like us we are in tune with our gut from a very early age because we feel because we felt it Mm. we saw it we felt it we observed it so our gut is ah you just know that don't feel right Mm. because you've had years and years of practice so you know trusting your gut you know but what about people who just perhaps aren't in tune with their gut what recommendations would you say what would you give to them i think um 
I do something, I hadn't realised I did this until I read a book about it, but I do something that's called future history and I, and I never really realised it. And it's, um, it's where you imagine what's going to happen at an event you might be going to. Let's say you're going to do a presentation or you're going to go for a job interview or you're going to, you know, experience something for the first time that you might be worried about. Mm. I even did it about today. You know, yeah. what, what's going to happen when I when I come on? You know, what's going to happen in that studio, in that room? How, what, what are the kind of things that, you know, I, I imagine mm. myself talking about, I imagine myself saying. So if you don't have that gut instinct I think what's a really great exercise is to imagine yourself doing it Mm. and the feelings that that can bring up imagine yourself doing it differently and the feelings that that bring up and you can write that kind of thing down you know I imagined myself going for this job or imagine myself in this place or I imagine myself in that relationship even you know imagining yourself in those moments Mm. and taking note of the feelings that you feel it made me feel excited it made me feel happy it made me feel feel dread all of those things are basically listening to your gut but Mm. just doing it with a visualization technique rather than more naturally and innately as as we would do where you just you can't describe it yeah you, you just know yeah. it yeah but that's really good advice because i until you said it i do that yeah. i do and i tell you what i do i visualize myself um, and i go to quite a few you know meet i'm a school governor now and i meet really posh people and you know they're all <laughs> highly and i always go right i'm going to imagine myself and i'm imagining myself listening and i'm imagining myself when somebody says their name to really listen because one of the things that I do is I'm already thinking about what I want to say somebody says their name and I've literally hasn't even registered Mm. so I'm going I'm going to go in there I'm going to consciously listen because I've got two ears and a mouth but I use it I don't use it in that order the gobs on fire (laughs) and the ears are like hello hello we're here do you do you do you understand We, we we have a job too and it's really powerful and you can you can actually elevate yourself to you know and hit the objectives that you want as well if yeah. there's a certain person you want to meet it's a certain thing you want to do so that is a really amazing uh, amazing tip but you know that gut feeling just tell me you know when when because you say you can't really describe it when did you use it last what what was the when was the last time you had that gut going mm, or oh yeah i want to do that um well i use it quite a lot because because a lot of what we do from a business perspective is is pitching for new business yeah. so i'm constantly on the forefront of that and when we're coming up with ideas or different routes into a brief that we may have had that we're, we're, that we're using to pitch i will know through a gut and again as i mentioned before i'm not a media buyer person you know mm. even though i work in the media industry i will know whether that's the one that's going to win the pitch or not or I'll know whether that's the idea that I can get behind and sell even though I don't have the data the numbers the the spreadsheets that fall out off the back of it I just know intuitively that that is the right thing for us to do and then cleverer people figure out the numbers but so I have to use I use I'm in tune with my gut from from that perspective all of the time what's the best thing for a client to do what's the best idea here that we can have and why do I think that's going to work and there's been times where I've trusted my gut and people around me have said that ain't going to work that's not going to fly they'll never do that and they have and it has flown and it has been one of the most successful things that that client has done at that time yeah but if you asked me how I knew I just had that gut instinct I'm telling you now 
my gut, after listening and hearing and speaking to you, you're going to fly, girl. (laughs) You ain't going to be all right. You're going to fly because you've really, really, I mean, I could talk to you all day. I know. I think think we should be new best friends. (laughs) I think you are definitely friend. my new BFF, definitely, 100%. <laughs> I loved your theme about what commercial radio taught me. You talked about your three lessons, reframing what risk is. Lesson number two, be as brilliant on your first day as your last day. Great advice. And finally, trust your gut. Now, listen, I can't let you, of all the people <laughs> I've interviewed, go away without you giving me a jingle because when people are listening to this and they will have listened to so many other people talking about their journey how are they going to remember you what's the jingle that jess wants to leave behind so that people think yeah i remember her message oh wow jess's jingle my lesson of life is don't be a dick I don't think that can be a jingle. Maybe you'll edit that, edit that out. It absolutely can be. It's a podcast. It's you know people have said worse things on a podcast before. I love it. Don't be a dick. Just say that to yourself all day. Just, that's, don't be, be a dick. I'm going to be singing that, wrapping that round the kitchen. <laughs> because that will remind me to stay focused and grounded so I think that's really amazing yeah that's it thank you so much for your words of wisdom oh thank you Um, uh, continue to be amazing and uh, I look forward to you receiving huge amounts of awards in the industry that you're in fingers crossed thank you very much thanks so much for, um, for, for taking the time to speak to me I've absolutely loved it Well, that's been the Backing Brilliant Business podcast with me, Syrah Khan, and I really hope you've enjoyed the many words of wisdom that came from our chat. There'll be more amazing guests to come in the series with plenty of business lessons to be learned. So please subscribe and leave us a rating and a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. And be sure to follow Radio Centre across all of their socials on Instagram at Radio Centre underscore UK and on Twitter at Radio Centre. The Backing Brilliant Business series was produced by Audio Always for Radio Centre and co-created by Eardrum. Visit radiocentre.org forward slash business for more information.